Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2020 is brought to you by the organizational team, Anne, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to Duskwall. Join the Magpies, a crew of scoundrels and vigilantes, as they try to survive and thrive in a haunted industrial fantasy city. This Blades in the Dark actual play podcast posts new episodes every other Tuesday. Join us at magpiespodcast.net. I'll be honest, it felt like I kind of walked into something personal again. Um, but yeah, you all have a good rest of your day. He said that like five times! <laughs> and Gibbs has confirmed it! Like, five times! Prison Pals is an all-ages actual play podcast utilizing the Quest RPG system. Our cast consists of five LGBTQ plus individuals who are proud to tell a diverse and inclusive story. Friends! We'll never be friends with dirty humans! Well, I'm a human, but I'm not a town human. Don't particularly like towns. Don't particularly like this town. Do like cows, and I like freedom. Prove how much you like cows! Woo! Turn into a cow. That's Eames! <laughs> <laughs> Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, I'm Amelia. Join us on Character Creation Cast, where we teach you about different RPGs by creating characters for them with guests across the industry and the RPG community. Each month, we cover a new game system in a series of episodes. Between each series, we try to cover the time with player advice episodes in our Character Evolution Cast series. We keep things relaxed, fun, and entertaining. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. Greetings! I am the Great Vespari, and today I'm going to tell you about Quest Friends. Quest Friends is a Numenera podcast that follows five best friends as they explore friendship and family in a weird world one billion years in the future. Join our heroes as they face off against mind-eating clouds of spiders, the world's greatest magician, and awkward family reunions. Episodes, transcripts, and recommended starting points can be found at questfriendspodcast.com. Welcome to another episode of International Podcast Month. I'm Marie, the GM and producer of the Magpies Podcast, and I'm excited to bring you this actual play of Mission Accomplished. This RPG of super spies and office politics blends the over-the-top dramatics of fictional black ops missions with the petty ridiculousness of middle management. I had an absolute blast GMing this episode, and I hope that you enjoy listening. This episode stars Kyle of Prison Pals and Off the Table, Ryan of Character Creation Cast, A Horror Borealis, and the Chimera RPG, Sammy of Queer Dungeoneers, and Kyle of Quest Friends. Keep listening to learn more about each of our shows, and then get ready to take notes, backstab your colleagues, and fight over the last half donut in Mission Accomplished.
world as we know it is under siege. The criminal organization known as Villains, the vast international league of larcenists, artisanists, and inventors of nefarious science, has emerged from the shadows with a seemingly infinite resources, an endless playbook of dastardly schemes, and a hunger for chaos, destruction, and global domination. To combat this threat, the United Nations has sanctioned the formation of the Department of High-Risk Operations, colloquially known as the HERO Department. HERO is a top-secret elite black ops unit composed of the best of the best from the intelligence, cybersecurity, wet work, surveillance, demolitions, accounting, and managerial communities. Now, thanks to the tireless efforts of agents like you, another villain's plot has been foiled, and the world is safe once again. However, we regret to inform you that in the course of the mission, certain ethical dilemmas, conflicts of interest, compliance violations, war crimes, frivolous spends, and dress code violations were reported. This is where mission control and our post-mission protocol comes into play. By carefully reviewing each operation through written post-mission reports, as well as team-wide debriefing meetings, we can identify these instances and determine the proper response. That said, our post-mission protocol is focused on more than just the negative. Mission Control is also on the lookout for moments of inspiration, innovation, leadership, and individuals exemplifying the seven habits of highly effective Black Ops agents. We appreciate your flexibility in working with us in this matter, and we assure you the process will be performed to the highest degree of professionalism and discretion. So thanks, everybody, for coming in. I know that 4 p.m. on a Friday is nobody's favorite time for a meeting, but this was the only time that everybody was free in your Outlook calendars. So we are going to try to get through this as quick as we can so we can all get out there and enjoy our weekends. Am I right? Anybody got any good weekend plans? I got a volleyball tournament this weekend. Oh, that's wonderful. I am... Doing some grocery shopping tomorrow and uh, getting together with some friends for a board game night. And then I think we might be doing brunch on Sunday. And I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. (laughs) So first, let me congratulate you all on a successful mission. You destroyed the moon laser and saved planet Earth. Congratulations, agents. Now, uh, while we are very pleased with the success of your mission... Uh, we have received some reports of a few things that went a little bit awry. So we're just going to talk things out, go over some of those reports, figure out what happened. uh, And then, uh, you know, at the end of it, we will have the data we need to figure out who is going to get that promotion, corner office, title bump, pay bump. Uh, And then, you know, somebody will probably get burned. Uh, But first, before we get into that, I want us to do a little icebreaker. I know that you all just completed a week's-long mission together, but it's still good to connect with your coworkers. So if you could introduce yourself uh, with your name, your pronouns, your specialization, uh, what you contributed to the mission, and one fun fact about yourself that uh, your, your coworkers might not know. So whoever wants to start us off, don't make me call on people. Uh, hello, uh, 
Uh, my name's L. L Woods. You can call me Agent Woods, please, and thank you. Uh, pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm from the legal department, as you all know. I have spoken to you all on many occasions. Um, fun fact, fun fact. Um, I love pink, in case that was not already obvious by the entire pink uh, pantsuit, pink purse, pink nails, pink headband, and pink sunglasses. Thank you. Thank you so much for volunteering to go first, L. You get a commendation die. So, who's next? Well, I guess I'll go since uh, all the other uh, more veteran uh, people are, are, are not speaking up yet. Uh, my, my name is uh, Agent Mercury, and uh, I, I specialize in uh, magic, magic, <coughs> magical girl uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I like to play volleyball, and, and I'm also a high school student. And we are so... Oh, uh... Pronouns. Oh, yes. Uh, they, them pronouns. And we are so glad to have you here. Our high school outreach program has been a great success. It's been so exciting. All right. Uh, who is next? I shall go next. Wait, why the? <laughs> how did the voice end up like that? I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. I don't. I shall go next. <laughs> Greetings, humans. I am Sluktor <laughs> of the planet Moon. Uh, my pronouns are strange and unknowable to your human ears, so you can use it, it's. A fun fact about me. Ooh, what to say, what to say. I know, I only have... Ten tentacles, because that is what is easiest for you humans to perceive. Well, also, I was at the moon landing. That is phenomenal to hear. Thank you, Spluktor, so much. And I really appreciate your consideration of your teammates and everybody here at the office in taking a form that our mortal minds can comprehend. You're going to get a commendation die for that. (laughs) Why do I feel like we're in a Jimmy Neutron villain cartoon? (laughs) All right, and our final agent. Out in the new west, cowpokes love him, bandits fear him. He, him, is the most fearsome infiltrator of hero. He's a experienced infiltrator who can make his way through deep, dark crevices despite being the swollest of the team members. He is the man who put Neil Armstrong, the greatest cowboy in space's flag, back in its proper place. The number one coolest cowboy and cowboy admirer around. It's me. Skippy Bourbon. Thank you, Skippy, for that very enthusiastic introduction. Yeah. Uh, I will have to say, though, uh, referring to yourself in third person was not part of the instructions for your introduction, so I am going to have to give you a citation die. It's a monologue. Well, this is not the time on the meeting agenda designated for monologues. That comes later. But I appreciate your enthusiasm. 
So let's get into the mission debrief. Now, I have uh, received reports from numerous sources, uh, including yourselves, um, and I'm just going to walk through the mission timeline and see if we can make sense of what happened out there in the unforgiving black void of space. So the first issue that we need to address actually starts a little bit before the mission itself. As you all know, uh, going to the moon does count as international travel, so you all needed to have your passports. And Agent Mercury, uh, you we did verify that you had your passport, but we have learned from legal that if you are under the age of 18, you do need to be traveling with a legal guardian. And nobody on the team was designated as your legal guardian. Oh, no. So uh, technically, you should not have been on this mission. Can, so can you explain uh, how that oversight happened? I would imagine that, uh, you know, somebody would have stopped at something like this oversight, uh, before it even got close to launch time. Um, I, I don't know what would have happened. I was under the impression since we were just going that everything was squared away and legal. I oh, so think I may be able to contribute some understanding to this. Oh, of course. I, I actually applied to L. Uh, in our legal department, asking to be uh, the the designated adult, uh, and L uh, wrote up all the paperwork for that, um, but overlooked the fact that moon squids cannot be legal guardians. No, and so when I we did... got to the airport, they wouldn't take the paperwork. I think that that was a a fairly large oversight. It certainly does sound that way. I did forward that reply to you in your email account that I, we did set up prior to the mission. I know you're still new, but your email and password is on your desk. It's on the little sticky note I left for you, and it's it's in the the uh, your inbox right there. It says that the paperwork came back as denied, as you are not a legal citizen of this planet Earth. Really? No. So you cannot be their legal guardian. I, I'm sorry that you didn't get that memo. Uh, Scipio, it looks like mm. you have something you wanted mm. to say. Mm. Uh, thank you. Uh, Sk Skippy, uh, I, I just wanted to know why I'm, I'm supposed to be here, uh, considering that, you know, it seems like this conflict deals with everybody else, like it was something that legal was clearly supposed to do, uh, and, and, and didn't do it, and I'm, you know, I'm not part of legal squad, I'm part of the buff infiltration squad, so I just don't know, uh, why skip? Why I uh, need to be here? Well, Skippy, as I explained at the beginning of the meeting, we're going to go through the whole mission where you were involved, and so I'm going to have to give you <laughs> a citation die for not paying attention. And I'm afraid, L, I am going to have to give you a citation as well because really, legal should have caught both the fact that Agent Mercury is under 18 and Splactor is not a citizen of Earth before moving forward with this mission. Uh, so unfortunately, that that really could have been handled better in a lot of directions. Um, well then, but you know, uh, from what I understand, Agent Mercury did make a lot of valuable contributions to the mission. So glad that they were there. But really, we got to stay on that protocol. We have to be in line with our regulations. 
Speaking of regulations, uh, Elle, we had another issue that was reported. Now, I know that you uh, are very social media savvy, and we really appreciate you taking the initiative to to uh, run the to help run the Hero Twitter account. Um, however, we I, I do have here. Let me hand off these printouts of the tweet in question. Um, about an hour before you all landed on the moon, uh, there was a tweet. Um, that says, gonna destroy the moon, hashtag squid on the inside. Um, and we, we were able to track this to your, uh, your phone's uh, IP address. Um, so if you can kind of talk us through your, your thinking and sending that uh, message out about this highly confidential mission and also your, your inside agent. Well, you see, um, an hour prior to the mission, I was in the bathroom getting ready, and I came out to see Splucktor with my phone. And um, I don't know exactly what they were doing. I couldn't quite perceive it with my eyes, as they are human eyes, and they didn't quite comprehend what was happening to my cell phone. But I knew it was bad news, so I politely asked it to per- to uh, give my phone back to me. And they said something that I couldn't quite understand, because human ears, and then they threw it at me, and it was covered in ick, and I had to go wash it off. And I, by that time, I was already late to 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 get to the debriefing to the uh, to the the mission. Um, what's up? I was already late to get to where I needed to be for the mission, and I just didn't have time to check the what they did. So. Oh, oh, wait. So, Splucter, you did find where that uh, who owned that phone? It was pink. I don't really understand how hard it would have been to to figure it out. Well, I. I, I I couldn't remember who liked pink, so when I found the phone, Spluckdor was all like, I, I know who owns the phone. Uh, and then so I gave it to Spluckdor, and, and it was like, yeah, I can handle this. But like, in like, alien speak, man. Uh, and so, I'm glad you got it back. So you unplugged my phone that was on my desk, plugged in, charging, ready for the mission. It was on my desk, and you unplugged it, thinking that it was lost, and you handed it to Spluktor, thinking that they could give it to back to the owner where it was already where it needs to be. What, what that was so. That's like a form of theft, I would think, right? I, right, I, I, ma'am. I would just like to offer that uh, when I was handed the phone by the Skippy Bourbon, uh, I was. Uh, I, I, I saw on the on the surface of the device uh, the tweeting question had already been made and I was trying to delete it but unfortunately touch screens do not work with my tentacles and I could not. That is a known accessibility issue and we have put in uh, some requests with, with <laughs> Apple and Samsung about that. Um so I, I'm I'm still unclear on on what happened here. It sounds like uh, that there's there's some confusion about who actually sent the tweets. Um, and honesty is one of our values. And so if if I can't get a clear answer, I may just have to give citation dice to to all of you. Wait one moment, Skippy Bourbon. It is not a is it <laughs> not a fact that just before the tweet was sent, you said out loud. We're going to destroy the moon laser? Well, yeah. I wanted to, like, get everyone super excited about it. And, you know, with my little, like, you know, with this thing, 
Um, it's this. I don't have a good prop. Imagine it's a good phone. Um, you know, I, I haven't figured out how to use Twitter on this. Uh, so, you know, I just, I just shouted it out. Cause like, I hear that's what people do on Twitter. They like just shout out anything. So that's why I do my daily shout out. Cause no one can hear me on Twitter. So did I got to make sure everyone before, hears me. Just before saying that, did you not say the ancient phrase, Hey Siri? I, we we have run into some issues with Siri, which we will get into later. So, uh, and you know, Twitter did add that rather ill-advised voice post thing recently. Uh, so it is entirely possible that Skippy, you did send that tweet, and I think that that is the version of events that I'm going to record here as true. So, Skippy, I'm afraid I am going to have to give you another citation die for revealing confidential information. To the internet. Uh, I however, I am, I am also going to give you a commendation die for maintaining your flip phone in such good <laughs> condition. That is excellent financial efficiency. You are saving us so much money by not running up those data charges. Great job. I will add, ma'am, that flip phones like the one that uh, Agent Bourbon has are exceptionally prone to being uh, tampered with. So well, while it might be very cost effective, you're paying for what you're getting. Well, I, uh, I think that that is something that's dealt with better by security than legal. So I think that we will we'll leave that to all those nerds down in IT to figure out, right? I'll write an email. <laughs> The sheer passive aggressiveness of that statement was just choice. <laughs> uh, Ryan, were you going to say something? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, all right. So uh, the the next piece of the report that I have, um, Spluktor, um, you were just an absolute team player. My reports say that, you know, there was some skepticism uh, about bringing an, an alien life form into the mission. Um, but uh, according to one of your teammates, um, you know, they were really pleased that that you could be uh, the moon rover escape shuttle and that you were completely expendable because we didn't actually employ you. Um, so I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit more about how you served these vehicular roles on the mission. Yes, well, as you may or may not be uh, aware or capable of understanding, uh, I can take, uh, at all times, I take a variety of forms. Um, and so for that moment, I, I collapsed into my Kraken uh, form, which you may know as a, a rover. Um, and I did allow members of the team to, to join me um, I do take issue with the the statement that I'm not actually part of the team. Uh, I, I was assured by the legal department that my contract had gone through. So that is a little bit alarming. I did sign it in the ancient tongue. Um. All right. Well, Spluktor, I am going to give you a commendation die for uh, your your willingness to allow uh, the your your teammates to uh, use your 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 form as a vehicle. That is extremely generous and selfless of you. Um, 
I, I guess I do need to then direct a question to to legal. Um, has all of Splector's uh, paperwork for for hiring been processed and approved? Well, like I said, but prior to the mission, I did send an email, and we're going to get that sorted out afterwards. But since since the mission, I have done the favor of pushing a few things through and making some connections and talking to the people that you need to talk to. And we have officially given Splucktor what we were going to call the pink card, which means that they are a citizen of the planet Earth that no one can ever know about because no one else besides us knows that they exist. That sounds like exactly what we need. That gets you a commendation die. Just doing my job. (laughs) All right. So here's where we run into uh, a little bit of a, a confusion. So one of your secondary objectives uh, was to replace Neil Armstrong's flag, which the hey, Ages yeah. of Villains um, kicked over as a sign of great disrespect to one of our greatest heroes. Now, I received two separate reports about what happened to the flag. The first report uh, was was from Skippy saying that he had uh, replaced the flag um, in honor of, quote, the greatest cowboy in outer space. Just doing my mission. And and you may have done a great job, but mm-hmm. the problem is we we had another report uh, saying that L had, uh, let me see here, um, recovered the flag, found it to be dirty and tattered, and replaced it with an all pink one, um, putting it onto the original pole and replacing that. Uh, where it was supposed to stand. So, wait, you got- did what? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain myself. First off, um, when I do my job, I don't like anything to look bad or unclean. That's why we picked it up off the ground because it looks bad on the ground, but when it's up in the sky, it looks so cool. Yes. So the thing was. First off, I saw the flag waving there. I saw Skippy put it back. Agent Bourbon did a wonderful job with that secondary mission. But the thing was, I just, I was trying to do my tweets and my social media to cover up what we were doing on the moon. And I was doing great at that, I might add. But I just couldn't, I couldn't stop looking at the flag and it waving there with like rips in it and like, um, also looking, uh, red, white, and blue are bad colors to go together. And people don't understand that. They need to hire real graphic designers for these things. So I, um, I happen to have a little extra pink fabric on me for whatever reason my, I might use it for. And I just took it upon myself to replace the flag with something that looked a little better. Um, and I figured we could also like maybe talk to um, our social media PR teams about rebranding Hero with like a pink flag symbol, you know, just like so that the people know that um, that Hero is looking out for them on the moon. It was. I was thinking ahead. I was thinking for about for. But, our but I was image. looking at the flag the whole time, and I just saw you walk up to it. And what's the what? What's that word you keep saying? You said it when you were talking about the flag, and you said it when you were talking about your phone. Like, pink. Yeah. What's that? It's a color. Uh, it's a color. It's it's this color, the one I'm wearing. The one Fluffy's wearing? 
There's a chihuahua in a purse. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, I <laughs> thought take, it was. Take, take your sunglasses off, and you'll be able to. You'll be able to see. Uh, Skippy never takes a sun. I never take my sunglasses off. Oh, here, here. We'll trade sunglasses. I have sunglasses too. They're 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 the correct sunglasses. Try them. Are they are they pink tinted lenses? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I don't like this. Take it back. <laughs> Okay, well, I think I understand what happened here. Skippy, I am going to give you a commendation die for carrying out the original request of the mission and and Uh replacing Neil Armstrong's flag. Uh Well done. Uh, L, so I do appreciate your your forward thinking and initiative in in looking out for the the hero brand. So I will give you a commendation die for that. However, um, strictly speaking, that was the American flag that you replaced, not the hero flag. And Mm -hmm. we are now dealing with some issues uh, with our funding from the United (laughs) States, who puts a lot of money into the United Nations and thus the hero department, uh, because they feel that we have done them uh, a, a massive disrespect. Um, Should I ask a question? I have it in my files here with like the leak. Um, so in our bylaws, uh, it does say here that uh, we are an independent organization uh, tied to no nation of the of the of the planet, and that also we are um, under the what we are against under what hero will stri- uh, will fight up, get back against um, colonialism is listed. Oh, that doesn't and, sound uh, right at all. The, the flag <laughs> on the moon kind of sounds like it falls under the colonialism tag that we are strictly against here at Hero. So can you explain that to me? Well, I I won't, actually, and I, I because I am in management, and I don't have to explain myself to you. And uh, I think for challenging my rulings, I am going to have to give you another citation die. Well, Wait a second. Email. Wait a second, though. I, she make, she's making a good point, though. Like, like, like the moon is like, it's like the Wild West. It's out there. You go. Nobody owns the Wild West, which from what I understood has nothing to do with that colonial something word that you were talking about. Well, you did replace. The moon has been inhabited for thousands of, no, the moon has been inhabited for millions of years. Splector is an indigenous people of the moon. We cannot take this away from them. Well, Elvin, I have to ask why you replaced it with a flag at all. That apparently you have claimed the moon for hero. It well, seems to be a are... bit of a contradiction in your arguments here. Well, we are <laughs> in talks with Splector's people to bring them on as official representatives of hero. They've done so much for us already. We can only give them so that much. This is just us placing that flag there to say, you're part of us. That sounds exactly like colonialism. I'm going to give you another citation die for hypocrisy. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on with the agenda. So um, this does kind of get back into the question about... uh, Actually, no, I'm misreading this. So, Skippy. Among your your duties uh, Mm -hmm. on the mission, um, piloting Mm -hmm. the shuttle was not one of them. However, I received a report that on the way in, um, (laughs) you uh, asked to be allowed to to pilot the spy shuttle. Mm -hmm. 
and then uh, decided to do some trick flying above the base by saying, quote, watch this. Uh, and the ensuing crash did result in the death of the 10 other agents who were sent on this mission with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, can you can you talk what, about... What's your question? Well, my question is why you, you thought that this was a good idea and uh, how, how you would like to justify the loss of life because we do have to explain this to the, the families and loved ones of the agents who were killed by your reckless behavior. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of paperwork on it lately. I wait, wait. People, people d- 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 died. Uh, yeah, yes. Of course. You remember there was it was a team of a fourteen that was sent out in the spy shuttle, and but but w- Spluktor said I did such a good job, and that everyone was super happy with it. Uh well, I think that there's some empirical evidence that you did not do such a good job since. We sent 14 of you, and there are now four. Now, I, I do have to give credit to the four of you for completing the mission at about, oh. you know, one-third strength. But, uh, you know, we, we really would have preferred to have a lot more of the team come back alive. Should I? Do I need to write, like, a I'm sorry letter? I can do that. Um, that probably would be a good idea, yes. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, I just... I, I, you know, I saw Agent Mercury doing all of all of their cool like stuff, and I was like, well, I want to, I want to show off my stuff too. And 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 they said they had a friend who was working on the ship, and like would be totally cool if I just took it over, you know. So they said they could get me in, and and I thought, well, that that's you know that's cool. Uh, a- Agent Mercury, would you like to respond to this? Uh, I-, I know that you uh, and and the the pilot were were buddies. Um, you know the you're, the when when I when I said get him in, I meant into the seat next to the pilot to watch the cool piloting, not to pilot yourself. Now there are two controls. So in the co-pilot seat, yes, you could take control of the aircraft and and whatnot. So um, I, I'm not sure. Once once he got in there, uh, I went back to my station and buckled in as per protocol. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure what happened. And unfortunately, the pilot uh, is no longer with us. Yeah, it, it is very unfortunate. Um, so I think ultimately... Um, Skippy, I am going to have to give you a citation die for killing 10 agents, but, uh, I do appreciate you volunteering to write the apology letters. So I will also give you a commendation die for this selfless act. Uh, Agent Mercury, I, I'm afraid I am also going to have to give you a citation die, uh, for, uh, using your, your connections to allow Skippy into the cockpit where he does not have permission to be. He does not have clearance for that. So, uh, yes, I only got level one because I'm number one. That's that's the clearance that I got and why I got it. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what he told me. So (laughs) I figured that that was the case. Now, being new and from high school and and on this internship program, you know, I figured that's probably the way it works. But I, I had read all of that. He assured me he was fine. And, uh, and you know, it, 
it's up to a good teammate to to trust their team and i trusted my team and and, and that's what happened unfortunately well trust is a very important quality and so even though it did cause the deaths of 10 of your teammates uh, i will give you a commendation die for putting faith in the people that you work with Agent Bourbon, will you um, let me proofread those uh, those letters that you send to people's families? Just you know, for just to skim for um, admits a fault, secretive, sensitive information, grammar, spelling, coherent thought, all of these good things. You know. <laughs> what was that? I just gave I just gave the letters to the guy to like go send out. They were real easy to write. I just wrote, I am sorry. And then I did that ten times. Our our four our four fifteen postal collection on Friday, as is custom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like that's been been pretty well handled. Now, for our our next, uh, the next phase of the mission was obviously infiltrating the base. Um, And Elle, I have a report here that uh, you you were instrumental into getting everyone into the base by uh, helping Splector understand the the legal ramifications of your presence on the moon and what this mission meant for the moon squid people. So if you could share with the rest of us uh, what what those ramifications were and and how you were able to to communicate this to our, our alien friend here. Oh, it was very simple. So I, I understood there was a bit of a language barrier between myself and Splector, and I had seen them be very connected to my cell phone earlier. So I thought it'd be really pertinent to go into the, um, the chat settings on Twitter and then to open up the GIF menu and to type in all of my sentences on what, how, what we were doing in the GIF and just like, and it was communicating right through GIFs. It was perfect. Like it was, okay. Um, uh, I know the final one was the Elmo within fire. That was our, my final GIF I used. Uh, a the first very evocative one. evocative GIF. Excellent yes, choice. I'm going to yes. give you a commendation die for that. <laughs> the first one, um, I think was from RuPaul's Drag Race. It was something about, we gotta get her. We gotta get her. Um, and then there was another one from, uh, Legally Blonde, that great mu- movie, um, where it was like, oh my gosh. And that was supposed to be me, like, doing my job. Um, and then there was something about, um, with Sigourney Weaver from that movie Alien. Um, with the gun like rounding a corner and that was like that was Splector going in so like it was really easy to like help facilitate that Splector did you feel that this was a, a an effective and efficient warm, form of communication Splector enjoyed the moving pictures Splector was disappointed <laughs> that L did not enjoy the moving pictures of the moon squid Oh, you you shared some some uh, gifts of your own. Y- yes, I did. The 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 shifting images that appear on every surface. I I revealed them to L for some time, and L did respond. I felt negatively. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about that right now because my therapist hasn't cleared me for it yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I, I see. Well, um, Splector, I'm going to give you a commendation die for being a team player and, and meeting Elle 
uh, where she was at. Elle, I am going to give you a commendation die as well uh, for, for your excellent and innovative form of communication. Um, Spectre, I am also going to have to give you a citation die for breaking Agent Wood's brain a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that's been happening ever since we got off the moon. <laughs> It feels like a cough, but then it just comes out in a language I don't understand. Ah, that was here. (sighs) All right. So, um, again, uh, Splector, um, I have a report here that in terms of the actual sneaking into the base, uh, the report is that you were able to to help the team get into the base um, by using tubing from the wrecked spy shuttle uh, and some fake mustaches. Uh, you were able to create uh, convincing space squid disguises for the team. Um, and now I notice that presently you do not have a mustache. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious about for future missions we may need to do. Uh, what is the nature of these disguises? How, how did they work? Uh, how were you able to put them together? The nature of these disguises are entirely psychosomatic. It was not that the people needed to be disguised, but they needed to feel that they were disguised. And then they blended in to the essence of the mood squid very, very uh, easily. Uh, so it is really self-belief. Um, uh, the Skippy Bourbon indicated that a mustache is an integral part of a disguise. Um, and so... I had Elle show me a gif of a mustache, and I created one, um, So, as I knew that this would help Skippy um, immerse himself into uh, the role of the moon squid. Yeah, and it was really, it, it was really helpful too. I, I was a bit confused why, you know, I go through vents, so I don't need to be seen, so I was a bit confused why I was given a disguise and Agent Mercury even when they kept asking, you know, Spluktor kept refusing for some reason. And I, I guess it, as Spluktor got, it got us, it got me in like the infiltration mood. So I, I guess that's why Agent Mercury didn't need one, even though they, they kept asking and like, like we're crying a little bit. Oh, that, that, I mean, that is troubling to hear. Um, Agent Mercury, can, can you confirm that uh, you, you were denied a, an infiltration disguise? Uh, well, it's it's quite simple. Uh, I if, if I put on a disguise as soon as I uh, uh, transform, um, that that disguise goes away, and I I'm just I, I always turn into the same thing every single time, and before I can even transform, I would have to take the disguise off because I have to look the exact same every single time before I start my transformation sequence. Um, otherwise, it just doesn't work. Um, so, so I, I just felt it would be quicker and more efficient to not have a disguise knowing full well that, uh, we would be fine, uh, and, and knowing full well that, uh, the rest of our disguises would be easy to blend into. All right. Well, uh, Spluktor, I'm going to give you a commendation die for your, your excellent use of, uh, for your excellent understanding of, of human psychology and uh, particularly the innovative application of the mustache. Uh, and Agent Mercury, I'm also going to give you a commendation die for, for your, uh, if it, your, your efficiency and uh, forward thinking. 
Uh, and Skippy, you will also get a commendation die for, for looking out for your teammates uh, and also for believing so hard in the power of a mustache. <laughs> every good, every good cowboy has one. This is very I true. I stroke my mustacheless face. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, uh, from what I understand, it sounds like you all were able to get into the base very easily, um, infiltrate through past, past the, the moon squid security. Um, now, where we, we started to see some new issues is when it came to another one of your secondary objectives, which was to update the software on the moon base. Uh, now, because the software had not been updated, let me actually look at the debrief to see what the problem there was. Hang on. Oh, it's, it's not anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the software, uh, the, the station AI had been taken offline. So the station software was unable to make the necessary software updates to keep running smoothly. Um, and I am not sure exactly what happened, but somehow in the course of that software update, um, Siri was installed into the base. Um, and we are now unfortunately engaged in a protracted legal battle with Apple about whether or not we own the moon base or Apple does, uh, due to the fact that Siri is now in control of it. So, you know, uh, we just need to know sort of for the, the records and the, the depositions, um, who, who handled that software update? So I would, um, I have something on this actually, uh, because I was actually in charge of the software update. It was one of my, uh, m my goals, uh, including, uh, the flag and the, uh, Twitter account. Um, so I was there with my phone, um, and I had just cleaned it off after I got, I got all that slime on it from Splector. Um, no big deal. It was fine. Um, and I had plugged it in to start doing the update and I was doing my thing, you know, clicky clacky on the keyboard like you do. Um, and so, uh, someone was having like a fight or something behind me. I think it was Agent Mercury mm. with like one of like the the villains, and like they were using their magic on yeah, them the and like going like pew pew. <laughs> and then like magic hit my phone, and I, it, it just I, it it did something. It was sparkly. It was bright. It kind of sounded like a Nyan cat. And then now Siri is on the um base mm. so uh yeah and she only really responds to my voice funny enough because you know my siri so yes that that's that's been part of the the issue that we are having uh in our conversations with apple's legal department um agent mercury can you talk a mm. little bit about the the magic that you deployed uh while, while combating uh some of the villain agents yeah so most of the time, my magic is pretty potent against these sorts of uh, encounters. Um, I was able to fend off successfully, thankfully, um, all of the mindless hordes that were, were coming at us from outside the base. I'm not sure where the villains got this army, how they deployed them here, but here they were. And somehow, when my magic interacted with them their heads turned into prisms and the prisms started deflecting my magic throughout the room like rainbows. One of those must have strayed and hit the phone at the right angle at the right time. 
Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. I was too busy to to stop what I was doing to protect the team uh, to to try and go and see what was going on with the phone. But um, I figured it was it was a secondary objective. It was happening. the The update was happening, and I was keeping everybody safe. So I, I didn't think it was too big of a deal at that point. Well. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is rather a big deal at this point. Uh, you turning all of the uh, villain agents into prison pals. <laughs> Thanks. We're <laughs> 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 leaving it in. Um, <laughs> which also happens to be the name of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, did result in this magical mishap. So I am going to have to give you a citation die for that. However, I do understand. I hear that you were dedicated to protecting your teammates. So we'll also be giving you a commendation die. Uh, and L, I, I am afraid I am going to have to give you a citation die as well, uh, because it seems like the, the root of this problem is that you had plugged your, your iPhone into the moon base. Well, that's where the software was for the update. I had to download it onto the, the, the base from my phone. That seems like poor planning. Wait. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Skippy. I, I, have, I have a question. So yes. I've, I've been taking notes, you know, in uh, I don't have a phone phone, so I've been sending texts to myself in my flip phone. Um, and so I, I had a question uh, and I, you know, I don't want to call it conspiracy because we're all we're all cool cowboys here. But um, uh, Al had mentioned that because it was her phone, it only Siri only responded to her, right? Ah, uh, that that is correct. Yes. And like I, I tried to like talk to it because I thought, oh, this is cool, uh, and it didn't respond to me. But earlier when we were talking about the tweet. It tweeted out because it responded to me saying, hey, Siri. So what's going on there? Yes, and following that interaction, I promptly changed my voice settings to make sure (laughs) it only responded to myself. But I've I've done voice settings before. Those are super hard to do. Well, Apple makes it really easy. See, all you got to do is say, hey, Siri, like five times repetitively, and it updates it for you. And see, that's what what Al keeps saying. Every time I'm like, I don't understand this Apple thing, uh, like, her face, like... It turns blank and then it gets this weird presenter voice on and it's like well at apple we can and she like ends phrases with like tm and stuff like that and like these long disclaimer phrases with like that i can't hear they're, they're they sound like splucked or they're so fast and unintelligible agent bourbon are you implying that agent woods is an double agent working for Apple and is intending to take Hero down from the inside by uh, destroying us with legal action and copyright claims. <gasps> Do you think that's what she's doing? Agent Bourbon, just... I'm gonna... <laughs> Agent Bourbon, I'm going to tell you right now that's an example of slander and um, that is very, uh, that holds up very well in court. So if you want to continue <laughs> this conversation, I'm going to have to start hitting record here on my Apple device. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think we have had some some very uh, troubling and, and intriguing accusations made here. Um, 
Agent Robin, I, I am going to have to give you a, uh, a citation die for, for throwing around unproven accusations, but also a commendation die for, for bringing up uh, some of the, the contradictions in, in Agent Wood's uh, story here. Uh, the, these are some troubling things. Uh, and uh, Agent Woods, I, I am going to have to, I think, give you a, a citation die as well uh, for potentially being a double agent uh, for Apple. Ma'am, I'm also going to have to set a record for you as well, because <laughs> that is also slander. Well, I mean, everything that uh, goes on in these meetings is already recorded, so uh, you're welcome to make your own personal recording, I suppose, if you would like. I don't want to be tampered with or anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give you another citation die for implying <laughs> that we would interfere with legal evidence. Now, you hear that? They're giving me more. They're questioning their authority. <laughs> All right. So at, during this software update uh, incident, um, Agent Bourbon, uh, we have a report here that um, in addition to, to Agent Mercury being able to, to fight off many of the agents, mm -hmm. um, you also created an excellent distraction uh, among some of the, the human guards uh, by, by starting an argument or by by making the claim uh, that that cowboys uh, used to ride cows. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, what was your, your thought process behind this, uh, this clever strategy? Yeah, to... they were talking about horses. Are they called horse boys? No, they're called cowboys. Okay. So like they were, they were being absolutely unreasonable. And like, you know, I tried to pull up something on my flip phone to show them, but again, it takes like, 20 minutes to download a single JPEG, so I only got to the top half of the cowboy. We didn't even get to see the cow in the picture. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They were real bad guys disowning cowboys like that. I see. Well, I will have to give you a commendation, die for your excellent use of psychological warfare in, in distracting these guards and giving the rest of your team uh, the chance to complete uh, their, their part of the mission. Well done. Mm -hmm. Thank I you. I would and just like to chime in that um, the reason you were having so much issue downloading the image is you would not connect to the moon base Wi-Fi, which I gave you the password for, and you were incurring huge roaming charges by using your cell from the moon. I don't even know if that phone model has Wi-Fi capabilities. <laughs> like I said, a liability more than a perk. Well, um, that does sound like a bit of an issue. However, I, I believe that uh, Agent Mercury is correct, and I, I do not think that uh, Agent Bourbon's phone is able to connect to Wi-Fi. So uh, less a security issue, definitely a, a, a roaming charges issue, though. Uh, so I think I am going to have to give you a citation die for that as well. Oh, dang. I'm so sorry. I just I got real excited when... When, you know, Alan Spluktor kept sharing all those images that, uh, you know, I just got excited. They're images. They're, they're GIFs, not images. What? What's a GIF? <laughs> Let's move on before this uh, degenerates into uh, another argument about GIF versus GIF. <laughs> we all know which one is right. One's a peanut butter. Anyway, so the next <laughs> item that I have here is... um. 
So I have uh, th- this in case, uh, just just so that everybody uh, can see. I know we're kind of spread out around the table here. It was a table meant for fifteen, and there's only four of or you know five of us. Um, so this is a uh, a singed piece of hero letterhead, uh, and on it is scrawled in what appears to be blood. It just says, "We may or may not have opened a portal to hell." Um. So you know, this is not um. The first time that a portal to hell would have been opened on a mission, um, I'm sure that you have all seen the training videos on those past incidents. So I think you you know how serious this can be. Um, so first, I think we kind of need confirmation of whether or not uh, this portal actually was opened. And uh, if it was, who was responsible for it? Well... I mean, I didn't see much because I was arguing with the horse boys. Um, but like, so everything was uploaded. It was super exciting. The laser beam was going to go off. Uh, but, but then I, I remember there was this like burst of fire and, and, and out of it, there was this big, beefy, like, you know, not as beefy as me, of course, but this big, beefy dude like stepped out and then, uh, if I remember correctly, Agent Mercury just turned to him and said, like, Father? And then you know that music that plays when they're around? Like, a really edgy version of that played for, like, 30 seconds. And then I don't remember what happened. I was arguing back about the, the cowboy thing after that. Interesting. Agent Mercury, would you care to elaborate on this? That that was a very emotional part of the mission. <laughs> um... I I had just defeated the hordes of of mindless prism head people and uh, and then th- this this flame erupts out of nowhere and outsteps the the striking image of my father. Uh, I I couldn't explain it. Now was it I... a trick? I'm not sure, but I haven't seen him for gosh over 15 years and that's almost my entire life. <laughs> now I, I do need to ask a quick question and I, I know that we, we try not to pry into our, our agents personal lives, but um, is your father the literal Christian devil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's to say um, it's, it is possible. I have questioned it. Um, there's been a lot of coincidences that have happened in life. Um, you know, these, these powers that I have that allows me to transform and fight against the forces of pure evil, uh, with the power of hope, love, and justice. Uh, I don't know. M- maybe I'm going to put it at a, at a hard maybe. Ah, <sighs> uh, agent woods, uh, Spock tour. Did you happen to witness anything about this, uh, profoundly emotional moments between uh, Agent Mercury and and their apparent father, who may or may not be Satan? Splactor, uh, well, I cannot, um, I, I cannot perceive hell. Uh, that is a human invention. Um, and so I was entirely unaware of this exchange uh, happening. Um, I remained focused on the mission, uh, during that time, and this is really the first I'm hearing of it. 
Interesting. I believe during this time, um, I was both enthralled by the people with uh, prism heads and the moving pictures on every surface I saw, and therefore a bit preoccupied. Mm. I, I remember I, I went to Splucktor afterwards, and and Splucktor said, "Why? Why are your? Uh, how did? How did you put it? Why are your eyes bleeding water?" Um, That's very poetic. It, it was, um, but I my eyes are just bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Splucktor is very confused. I had previously seen L's eyes bleed blood, and then I saw your eyes bleed water. I do not know what other substances can come from your eyes. <laughs> I do believe I saw uh, Skippy Bourbon uh, bleed milk from his eyes. Is what every what? true cowboy does, partner. After uh, engaging a milk bottle with his nostrils, <laughs> uh, the 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 nature of human eyes and uh, what they can and cannot uh, bleed <laughs> is still new to me. Uh, yes, I imagine this would be a, a rather uh, confusing element of human physiology. <sighs> All right, so it sounds like a portal to hell was opened by Agent Mercury's father, who is probably Satan in what will be a very ironic and dramatic reveal later on in season three. And uh, so I, I'm afraid, Agent Mercury, um, I am going to have to give you a citation die for that, um, both for being somewhat responsible for the portal to hell, but mostly, uh, you know, it, it's not very professional. I know that you're an intern and you're still learning, but it is not very professional to have one's parents show up at your workplace. You're, you're right. It, it, it is my responsibility. One day I will find my father. I will close those portals and save this world. It is my destiny. Why did a light just come on above you? Where did that come from? Oh, uh, I, I think we had yeah, maintenance in here a while ago. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, the, the those lights. fluorescent lights have been flickering a lot lately. We yeah. really got to talk to maintenance about that. It gives people headaches. It's just, it's not good. All right. So, um, you know, after this, this whole uh, incident, um, the, the report indicates that you all moved towards the moon laser control uh, room to, to work on destroying it. Um, now we, we do have a report that the moon laser, um, was fired during this, this time of the mission. Um, fortunately, uh, it was not pointed at earth. Um, unfortunately, uh, it, it did strike and destroy Pluto. Um, now, our friends at NASA are actually pretty relieved about this. They were really sick of people uh, getting all upset about Pluto not being a planet or not classified as a planet anymore. They were very tired of having this debate. Um, so they're pretty relieved. But the people who were very emotionally attached to Pluto um, are pretty upset about this. And they are really just bogging down our social media feeds with uh, a lot of complaints. And, and there's a hashtag about uh, resurrect Pluto and things <laughs> like that. That. Um, so just, you know, we're, we're wondering, how did this happen? Um, how was Pluto destroyed? Was it a deliberate action? Um, just looking again for some information from everybody. 
Well, it couldn't have been me, because Al had made it so that I couldn't talk to Siri, and that Al was the only one that could. I tried to call up Siri and say, hey Siri, pull up an image of a cowboy, and I couldn't. All right. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm still upset about Pluto. I would just like to interject that the the moon laser was controlled by a large captain's wheel and a set of levers, and not by Siri. Um, I do remember at one point the Skippy Bourbon said, I'm gonna try and take out that dumb rock. Interesting. Uh... Clearly, no, I... um, I was talking about... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay? He's been insulting cowboys for so long, so I was talking about how I was going to get beefy and how I was going to beat him. Agent Mercury, Agent Woods, do you have any insight to, to add into this particular incident? So I, I'm, I'm still unclear as to who is responsible for firing the moon laser and destroying Pluto. It had a big heart on it, you know. People were very attached to that heart. They keep posting pictures of it. Well, um, as uh, Agent Bourbon said, they uh, were trying to uh, do their best to d- uh, disable the the laser, and I have, was working on trying to uh, uh, fix the theory issue at that time because I had realized it was an issue, in fact, um, and that I wasn't really paying attention to what uh, Agent Bourbon was doing. But then I heard a little bit of an altercation between Agent Bourbon and Agent Splucktor because Splucktor did see that uh, Bourbon was getting a little too uh, handsy with the wheel, and Splucktor's ten question mark uh, arms. Uh, uh, tangled themselves in the wheel, Agent Bourbon, my hair, um, and one of them held Fluffy. Um, and I think there was like a little bit of like a tug and pull mm-hmm. between the three of us, and then like the wheel just got like shifted. Well, if I remember correctly, the the wheel got locked up at that point and required some external pushing in order to uh to move it out of the way since it was locked in its firing sequence. Um, I, I, I remember, uh, using a little bit of my magic to, to very strenuously, might I add, uh, pull the laser by hand, which, uh, is very hard to do when it's going against pneumatics and, and gears and, and whatnot. Uh, but I, I was able to do it just in time as the fire laser fired. Um, unfortunately, uh, Pluto was in the wrong place. Uh, it was a, a one in a, a trillion shot, effectively. Uh, pure Splucktor luck. was trying to pull the levers away from Pluto, but some sort of magical force kept pulling it back towards Pluto. I see. Well, uh, you Agent have Mercury, excellent eyes, Splucktor. I There's I, no way I could have told told that uh, Pluto was there. I, I, from what I understand, Splactor is able to see through dimensions uh, to to distances that we can barely comprehend with our our human minds. Um, so, Agent Mercury, I am going to have to give you a citation die because your magical powers did result in the destruction of Pluto. Uh, and Agent uh, Splactor, um, 
I think I am also going to have to give you a, a citation die for uh, failing to use your incredible, uh, awe-inspiring and reality-warping powers to prevent this from happening. It, it sounds like uh, you did not use your abilities to their full extent. Uh, and, and that is, uh, just, it's, it's disappointing to hear that you were not willing to, to commit to, to saving, uh, one of humanity's favorite dwarf planets. Now, uh, about at, at this point, uh, I believe that you all were, uh, working on shutting down the, the laser, um, and uh, from what I understand, there was another wave of the, the mindless hordes who, at this point, uh, Agent Mercury's magic had transformed all of them into the prism-headed operatives. Um, and uh, per reports and, and security footage, Agent Mercury, um, was at this point that you went into your transformation sequence, uh, which lasted for about 30 seconds and involves a, a tremendous amount of uh, glowing lights and sparkles and uh, very loud music. Mm. Um, this did alert every hostile on the base to your team's presence mm -hmm. uh, and drew everyone down upon you, thus severely complicating the task of destroying the moon laser. And I know that in your performance evaluations, we have talked about needing to shorten up that transformation sequence. So mm. can you talk about uh, what, what happened here and, and why you, you went with the full sequence instead of the abbreviated one? Well, when you're going from sequence one to sequence two, uh, there is actually a required minimum of 30 seconds to transform. Uh, it is, it has something to do with the, the magics of the universe infusing at a specific rate, uh, that if it goes too fast, it can destroy the host. Um, otherwise it will, uh, you know, not work correctly or tear apart, uh, the individual if you don't do it at least 30 seconds. Um, now if you do it a bit longer, you might be able to get more powerful from it. So I chose to go for the bare minimum, uh, just so I could have the ability to get us out safely. I see. Well, uh, I think I, I will give you a citation die for, uh, failing to properly research how to twist the laws of reality to better cert us to better meet, uh, our, employment requirements. Now, had um, I known about Spluktor's reality-bending powers, perhaps we could have worked. Hmm. hmm. I think that Spluktor is willing to offer a training session to any Heroes employees about the nature of reality and what lies beneath it. I think we can, I think we can talk. If I hadn't known about that ahead of time, perhaps we could have talked on the shuttle and perhaps this could have been avoided. I, I did send out brochures, uh, but I was in, later informed they were unintelligible. Can I use this power to get buff faster? One could use this power to get buff faster. Yes! Well... Splector, I, I will give you a commendation die for this very generous offer of additional training for your teammates. Uh, Agent Mercury, um, I am going to need to give you a citation die uh, for, for drawing down every enemy on the base uh, on your teammates, um, but also a commendation die because uh, you made excellent use of your powers to, to fend off the mindless hordes. Uh, and 
to, to defend your team while they were shutting down the moon laser. So if, if now at this point uh, in the proceedings, um, I understand the moon laser was destroyed. Um, so if you all can, can talk through how that actually happened, uh, how was the laser uh, finally obliterated? I unplugged it. <laughs> it was plugged into like one of those USB ports that like you, like you get for like your uh, your phone charger, and I just saw it on the wall and saw the big cord that was connected to. It. I just unplugged it. I see. That does not sound like it would obliterate the device. It sounds like it would temporarily remove power until someone plugged it back in. Oh, then it said. Then after I unplugged it, it said power failure, self destruct mode initiated. It then started counting down. Oh yeah, it's like it's like how I keep. How I keep frying my stuff because I unplug it before I turn it off. Yeah, you didn't properly eject the USB before before uh, pulling it out. Mm-hmm. That is I a- hypothesized that it was unplugged uh, in in the in the period shortly after the firing of the moon laser, where it is still cooling down, uh, thus leading to its destruction. I see. Very Chernobyl. Well, in that case, then L. I'm going to give you a citation, or not a citation, sorry. <laughs> They're so The words are so close. I am certain that I've mixed them up at some point. I'm going to give you a commendation die. Good job on destroying the moon laser and saving planet Earth. I was just trying to charge my phone, honestly, but thank you. <laughs> All right. So it's at this point of the, the mission that, you know, the moon laser was destroyed um, which was great, but um, I also have a note here that says uh, that at this point, the shadow moon was created. Uh, there's no further information about the shadow moon. Um, we mm-hmm. do have our, our contacts down at NASA looking into this. Um, and so uh, I'm hoping, uh, Splector in particular, I, I'm hoping that as a, a native of the moon, you can shed some light on uh, what exactly the shadow moon is, how it was created, and uh, if it's something we, we need to be worried about here. I would just like to take this time uh, to take full responsibility for the creation of the shadow moon. I would like to apologize to everyone here for the creation of the shadow moon uh, to the people of earth, to the people of moon, uh, and to the people of shadow moon. Uh, I did actually include uh, an extensive report with further details on the shadow moon, but once again, uh, I have noticed that the eyes of humans glaze over the report um, effortlessly. Uh, you, yeah, that's yes. the other oh, 300 my, pages in front of you are. <laughs> I, I had, yeah, I had my assistant skim it over and write up a little one page summary. Um, but his eyes started bleeding. Um, and what we had they to bleed. This is essential to my understanding. <laughs> uh, blood this time, <laughs> bleeding blood, which is not something that they are supposed to do. Um, so I did have to send him down to medical before he could write up that summary. Um, so that's. So- So further details on the Shadow Moon, Yes, I I will spare you from them. Um, Needless to say, um, it is a problem. Uh, I do plan to fix it. Um, It can only be balanced out by the creation of the Light Earth, um, which should be able to negate its presence. Um, And I will be getting together a team of my uh, associates, and um, we will begin development of the light earth. 
Well, Splector, um, as a, a since the, the paperwork was all taken care of by L, you are now a, a an agent of Hero, which means that you cannot do any rogue missions like that. You will have to seek approval uh, to get a team put together uh, to create this light earth. We will need to uh, have some additional briefings on the subject. Uh, so I'm afraid I am going to have to issue you a citation die for creating the Shadow Moon uh, and an apparently hostile race of Shadow Moon squid upon it. Um, I, this sounds like it's going to be an awful lot of work uh, to to deal with, quite frankly. Um, I, I, I volunteer. Uh, this sounds just like something that uh, someone with a destiny can help take care of. Uh, well, we we will have to see. Uh, I do appreciate your, your uh, go-getter attitude, so I will give you a commendation die for that, Agent Mercury. Uh, really appreciate you you volunteering to be part of what is certain to be an extremely dangerous mission. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Um, well, <laughs> that, that answers that question. Now, there's just one uh, one item left that we do need to address. Um, you'll all notice that we uh, are meeting on a different floor than normal. Um, and it's not just because we, we thought we needed this large conference room. Um, our usual floor has been shut down for decontamination. Um I know you all received uh, messages from from your managers and and uh, supervisors that uh, any leftovers in the break room fridge need to be removed before you go on a, a mission like this. Since you were gone for several weeks, um, someone did not remove uh, their their leftovers, um, and it did grow into a biomass that uh, was releasing spores all throughout. Uh, the the 18th floor, so we have had to shut that down for decontamination, which has been a a very expensive and and stressful process. Everybody had to move. People are having to share offices. It's it's not great. So um, we we did recover the remains of uh, or we did recover a uh, a plexiglass uh, container with a, a red lid. Um, We'd like to get that back to whoever this is. It seems like it's pretty nice. We ran it through the dishwasher. Um, seems to be okay now. Um, so if that was yours, if you can just let us know so we can give that back. All my Tupperware is pink, sorry. Splactor does not eat. Uh, all mine have Hello Kitty on them. Agent Bourbon? <laughs> the look of guilt on your face. <laughs> He was just—he was just like I can't think of an excuse fast enough. Uh, um, uh, uh, Agent Woods, could you pass me another one of those "I'm sorry" cards? I'll just write it myself first. How about that? Thank you. And you can just sign it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Agent Bourbon, we we are going to have to give you a citation die uh, for for that. Uh, so, um, we, we've reached, uh, I believe that that gets us up to the end of the, the mission. Um, so, uh, at this point, I'm going to drop that voice for a second. <laughs> um, and we're going to go over the, the rules for how endgame works. Um, let me make sure that I'm on the right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think I'm trying to think of the, the I think the easiest way to do this is we're going to go one at a time for rolling the dice so that it's easy to keep track of 
who has rolled what over in the, the dice roller here in roll 20. Um, so let's start with Ryan. All right. So first, uh, you have one, two, three, four. You have five commendation dice. Um, so if you can uh, have the dice roller roll 5d6, it's just slash r 5d6. Okay. So uh, now you have one, two, three. You have six citation dice. So roll that. Oof. Okay. Now any citation dice that match your uh, commendation dice, those commendation dice get eliminated. So your six and your fours both get eliminated from your pool. Ooh. Yes. Oh, both fours. Oh, it gets, oh, it's not one for one. It's all. It's all. Yeah. E. If, if oh. one comment, if one citation die matches any commendation die, all, co- all matching commendation die are eliminated. So ye- I don't like that. I don't like that either, but <laughs> well, it is I'm scared. I'm so scared. It's designed uh-huh. to be just completely like whims of fate. It has mm. no bearing on your actual performance. <laughs> so Ryan, your result is you have two threes. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going to go next to Skitty Bourbon. You have one, two, three, <laughs> four. You have six commendation dice. So if you can roll that. Okay. Well, that's just oh. a ba- that's just a bad roll to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you have seven citation dice. Oh, no. So... Okay, oh. so that's going to eliminate. Oh boy, one, there goes dice. All my dice. So you have you have no dice there, Skippy. I suddenly feel a little better. Yeah, that's that's oh. not great. Follow the anarchy. No dice, like the true old West. <laughs> All right, uh, Spluktor, you've got one, two, three. You have five commendation dice. So go ahead and I roll was that. Feeling confident about this. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, you have only a three citation. You are in the best shape out of all yeah. of us. Okay. okay. And then you have, yeah, and then roll 3d6. Okay. Um, 3d. Oh, oh no! No! No, they have one. You have one. You have one. You have one. <laughs> you have one. Oh. One. Oh my All right, I'm so nervous. L. You like... have one, two, three. You have six commendation dice. Okay, and you have one, two, three, seven, seven citation oh, dice. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay, there goes a four. so four, two, one, two, five. Yep. All of them. Zero. zero. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kyle's at it at the top. All right. <laughs> Am I going to so, be the youngest agent with a corner office? Okay. <laughs> All <Your> right. Destiny. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we have uh, tabulated the, the results uh, using our proprietary citation commendation die system uh, that has been proven to be fair, balanced, and reasonable. Uh, you also all signed contracts saying that you would abide by whatever decisions came out of the dice. So uh, I'm currently reviewing those. <laughs> so... Um, Agent Bourbon, Agent Woods, 
Uh, I know that you both put in a lot of work on this mission, but um, unfortunately, uh, Agent Woods, due to landing us in an extremely unpleasant legal snafu with Apple and Agent Bourbon, landing us in a uh, protract. We we have been uh, receiving a lot of complaints actually from from cowboys, like real cowboys who know how <laughs> cowboys work. Um, Apparently, one of the guards you were arguing with about cowboys riding cows um, recorded the whole thing and posted it to Twitter, and it has gone viral. Um, we've been receiving a lot of complaints about disrespecting the the noble tradition of cowboys. Um, we are going to have to burn both of you. Uh, you will be placed on the next flights uh, to uh, Siberia uh, and Miami, Florida, respectively. Um, one of you will be forgotten, and one of you will get a hit show on USA. But which is which? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> now, Splector. Yes. You uh, really were exemplary on this mission. You, you proved your value to not just the team, but to the human race uh, throughout. And, uh, you know, we, we are proud to ally with your people. Uh, and we have absolute faith that you will be able to, to lead an expert team to create the light earth and destroy the shadow moon. Uh, therefore, it is, we cannot destroy the shadow moon. We can merely balance it. I have faith that you'll find a way. And that is why you are getting that promotion. Corner office, big windows. You were getting a title bump. You're moving up to management. Wait, I didn't win though, did I? No, you didn't. But oh. that's you. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> this is your Spluctor reward. is delighted. <laughs> Congratulations, Spluctor. Now, Agent Mercury, mm. uh, I, I know that you uh, were really hoping to be, to be part of this mission uh, to, to the Shadow Moon. Um, and I, I do have really good news for you. Um, based on your scores... Uh, we have determined that uh, you are one of the most exemplary interns and agents that we have ever had. And that is why you are being upgraded to Omega 7 clearance. Uh, and it is at this point that the doors of the conference room burst open and a pair of uh, nondescript, non-memorable agents in, in black suits and black ties rush in, grab Agent Mercury, and shove a black bag over their head. <laughs> so uh, you are going to be taken to uh, our international training base uh, on Mars. Uh, and over the next several years, we are going to break you down emotionally and physically and then rebuild you into a perfect killing machine. Um, and you will then be sent on uh, the highest priority missions, which may include the Shadow Moon, although that may be too small uh, stakes for you by that point. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, best of luck to you out there, Agent Mercury. Thanks. Tell my fellow team I'll miss them. <laughs> and that's mission accomplished. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I dodged a bullet. Yes. That's, oh. that is, that's how it's structured, is that even if you win, you actually get the worst possible outcome. I don't know. I think Agent Mercury is very excited for this. Well, Agent Mercury is going to feel differently about it once they get to the Martian base. I just Until like the moment where I, where I saw, like, 
you'd be like, all right, I've got to read from the book. And I'm like, oh, no, this is in the book. This is not good. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jeff Stormer, why? <laughs> Listen, Siberia or TV show, the, the old Russian West or... I, I think that I, I think that Skippy gets the TV show personally. Absolutely, I think <laughs> it's the hellscape for each of us because I want the old Russian West and L wants. <laughs> yep. Not Siberia. Yep. <laughs> you just—it's a cut. Like the final frame is just L like shivering with like a pink fur coat and like pink <laughs> fur hat. <laughs> With with Fluffy. And and Skippy is standing on a street corner in Miami, just not a cowboy hat in sight. <laughs> they don't appreciate it. It's just all there. uh what are they the there's a particular name for the the straw <laughs> the straw, straw hats, hats that they have. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's mission accomplished. Thank you all for playing. <laughs> this was an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you for running it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's let's just go around real quick, and everybody can uh, introduce themselves, or you know, say who you are, who you played. Uh, this will be our credits sequence. Um, so, who you are, who you played, and then anything you want to plug. Um, let's start with uh, Kyle A. Hi, everybody. I'm Kyle. You can find me on Twitter at super underscore queero. Um, I am a cast member on the Prism Pals podcast, which is an all-queer, uh, all-ages quest RPG actual play. It's it's a lot like this, where it's very random and goofy, but uh, no, it's a lot like this. Very, it's <laughs> same, same chaos energy, honestly. Uh, and, and you play, who did you play? I was L Woods, not the one you're thinking I'm from Lily Blonde. Nope, not copyright. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Sammy, why don't you go next? Hello, I'm Sammy. My pronouns are they them, and today I brought you Splocktor. Um I'm the GM slash editor of Queer Dungeoneers, which you can find on Twitter at Queer Dungeons. Uh no ear, just Queer Dungeons. Yeah. All right. Uh Kyle D. Kyle Decker today fulfilled the role of Skippy Bourbon. <laughs> His pronouns are he, him, and he can be found on Twitter at Decalodian. But don't go there. I can't do this third person thing. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm the GM of Quest Friends. It is a Numenera actual play podcast. Uh, it takes place one billion years in the future, follows friendship and family in a weird world one billion years in the future. We got a lot of fun characters, including a vigilante mathematician cowboy named hopper scotch that's right skippy bourbon was like a deep <laughs> deep like subconscious plug the whole time beautiful um, um yeah that's that's it all right ryan all right uh, i am ryan bolter uh pronouns are he they um i played agent mercury today um and i am one of the two co-hosts on the character creation cast podcast where we create characters with guests from across the role-playing industry and community uh learning games through the character creation uh lens uh, we also have player advice episodes on there which is uh one of my favorite parts uh, where we get to talk about different topics to help players be better players at the table. Um, I also am the uh, editor and uh, sound designer for A Horror Borealis, 
uh, which is also on the One Shot Podcast Network. Um, I am designing uh, Chimera, a Powered by the Apocalypse genre blending RPG experience um, where you can play uh, pretty much anything you can think of between multiple genres. Uh, really fun. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Lord Neptune or online at LordNeptune.com. Awesome. And uh, I'm Marie. Uh, pronouns are she and her. I portrayed management. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I am the, the GM and producer of The Magpies, which is a Blades in the Dark actual play podcast. We are just about to wrap up our third season. Actually, by the time this goes live, uh, we probably will have wrapped up our third season and be starting on season four. Um, so thank you, everybody, uh, for, for joining us uh, today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of International Podcast Month. Now we're done. <laughs> Yay. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2020. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.